Welcome to The Corner, La Source's digital show dedicated to the sport and entertainment industry. Every two weeks, we invite a professional to share their experience, background, and challenges. The sport industry moves fast, and having their insights is the best way to keep up to speed. Welcome to The Corner. How do we co-create value all together without necessarily only looking at our own brand? And that's, you know, a discussion we have a lot with um, with federations. And uh, some agree, some others challenging, and ultimately others are totally disagreeing about it. It's, it's how do we build strong communities? How do we build consistent engagement within and around the events without necessarily looking at my own brand. So that means as a federation, is it more important to promote your brand as such, or is it more important to promote your sport and use your brand around your events? As a broadcaster, is it important to you know promote your brand and exposure irrespectively of what is happening? Or is it important to contribute when this is key for you and then to agree the other to exploit in a way where it's a bit less relevant, meaning out of the life. So this is one of the you know big balance we try to achieve nowadays is convince everyone that similar to what was the success of European Championships, the importance is not one of the actor and how one brand is being seen by the others, but is how can we build something greater, greater altogether just by looking one brand. I mean, none of us, unfortunately, uh, will have you know the same possibilities, financial resources, than the NBA or than the UEFA that you know pretty well about, and so on to to develop very strong programs while being such a strong brand as a as a product, you know, like yeah. uh, the NBA or the Champions League. That definitely fits very well your mission, right? Because especially in this period with COVID and the uncertainty around the Olympics, those smaller federations must be looking at this Munich event as another source of potential content exposition. Because, I mean, it's important to say that, for example, in France, I remember having the the cover of L'Equipe, the biggest newspaper, be about gymnastics, which is, you know, not something that happens very often. So for the promotion and the understanding of the value you're creating for the smaller federations, I think that's very key and they must be looking at it as a breath of fresh air um, to see that there's other revenue that will be coming in beyond uh, the Olympic cycles. Yeah, and again, take into account that we are talking about European federations, which do not get any direct benefits from the IOC as they are not international. We had one international federation, which was a rowing one, so they get part of the IOC funding. But for all of the European federations, they need to create their own sustainable model. They cannot rely uh, mostly on IOC subside or even on you know what the international federation would give them. So for, for them, and as a consequence for us, it's important that we create a viable and sustainable ecosystem for the future. And what they showed around European Championships is they were ready to basically, let's say, not not hide this, but at least diminish the visibility of their own brand behind the umbrella. And that was the success of it. That was saying, look, guys, we have one umbrella for two weeks, which is European Championships. 
that's the aggregation of the best of the sport in Europe in gymnastic, athletics, swimming, cycling, and so on. And thanks to that, you will be successful. Now what we need to transform is from one event every four years, having more recurrent events. We have that within some of the sports. Uh, we have strong European championships, standalone ones, but we need to reinforce that. And what we have also to develop and to enhance even further, and we had to do so with the peak of the, cri- of the crisis related to the COVID when it was no more sporting events, is how do we maintain the momentum and the fan engagement while we have no live events? Mm-hmm. And that's also something else that we need to build all together between media experts, which are broadcasters, and we have the chance of having 156 territories in order to adapt to the audience and so on, with the business reality of the various federations to basically fill this community with the relevant content and the proper engagement. Yeah. For, for me, just, just a quick one. And after I will leave some leading the, the podcast because he's the one leading it today. And, and I don't want to, to take the floor too often. But the thing is, from what you say, I really like the idea to have them coming together so we are, we are stronger together rather than like having their own audiences, which are very fragmented and very limited on their own, while bringing that together makes it more powerful. But at the end of the day, it's also what I wanted to ask is like you are building, in a way, communities. So you are the best of sports in Europe and you are building this community of millions of fans watching. So for me, the challenge is like how you make it more not sustainable, but something where you have different touch points, not maybe not a 24-7 things, but how you how you engage more often or when there's low low moments or less live events. So how you, you maintain this community and how you, you build it actually because you just started in 2018. But I, I was thinking like part of the roadmap or the idea you may have is that may be one one of the most challenging. That's that's for sure because basically as you said we want to have this multiple community, let's say, strengths, by uh, all together, we will be stronger. And we come from a time where a few years back, and still a few months back, I would say, we would have not trying to coordinate because between our members, media partners, managing their own community and, you know, building their own audience KPIs, engagement KPIs towards their local uh, local citizens. We would have also let the federations manage in their own way on a global basis. What we now want to do, because when we look at what we are between European or international federation and EBU, we are the same, meaning we are association of members. So what is our common strength is the fact that in all of the European countries, we have a very strong partner, member, possibility to package and engage content Towards the national um, national audiences, and somehow the international federation have the same with their national federation. So now, what we want to facilitate and to support is out of events or out of the big events we have. How can we work on a country per country basis to have a more bottom up approach, meaning that facilitating the collaboration between our national member with the national federation of the sport by working together, by aggregating their possibilities, be it, you know, editorial or commercial, and contributing to a common ecosystem. And then we can have this bottom-up approach coming back to the global view that we had in European Championships. I think, look, irrespectively of the size of the event, we will address the need of the community 
you love athletics or you love aquatics or you love gymnastics, you can go to this place and you will find the relevant content. You can engage with your athletes. You can have the news and so on. And you do not need now to research too much where to find it. So again, it's exactly what we did around the European Championships is building a common ground, a common ecosystem, but now to be able to address each and every market by uh, building strong partnerships. Yep, that's very interesting. And the scope of those projects seem huge. What makes it very fun more at a personal level for you and what makes it complicated? What are the challenges you face when you put when you put together such big projects where the ROI and the and the the quality of the project can only be measured further down the line? I mean, let's Unfortunately, let's be realistic. The, f- the first challenge will always be the same. It's, it's budget. And uh, what is the business model behind and is it sustainable? We, we cannot uh, develop and jeopardize you know, public service money by uh, investing millions in unsustainable projects. So I think the, the first part is that. How do we make it viable Uh, without being a huge cost, neither for the federations, neither for our um, our broadcasters, because that would you know kill it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So first, we need to adapt to this market reality and identify what kind of you know business model and development can we offer to each and every market, to each and every partner, um, to fulfill this uh, this need. Then we need to be able to adapt. It's not you know one solution fit them all. We have a vast variety of even legal possibilities uh, around Europe. So we need to adapt that on a country per country basis. And then when we succeed on building this complex framework, it's all a question of, okay, how do we now present it to market, meaning internally to our members, we don't want to compete against your publication platforms. Every time you will publish something, we want that to be enhanced, to be maximized. We want to help you Um, increase your retention time, to increase your engagement with fans, to help you with best practice. But everything you do not publish, we also want to help the content owner, be it international, European, or national federations, on having the same reach to community. And if we don't do it together, adapting to your market reality, they will do it independently and in parallel. And this is exactly what today we are finalizing. It is global approach of how can we publish this adaptive offer, which allows this co-creation of value between national partners, European partners, and hopefully we will be able to extend that, let's say, to all of our international partners and also securing it to our biggest properties, which for us are always the same, aiming at securing football, FIFA World Cups, and so on, but also aiming at adding the Olympics back in the EBU portfolio. You've reached the end of this segment. I hope you've learned something new. If you want to learn more about Last Source and our activities, visit our website, www.lastsource.io, or subscribe to our newsletter to receive the best sports tech news in your mailbox every month. And if you are still not entertained, listen to all of our Le Corner episodes to get the best insight into the sports industry. See you soon on Le Corner. Le Corner.